Hello, welcome to Redgate and Wolf. I am your host and keeper, Sarah. Joining me today is Celeste. Hi, my name is Celeste. I play Marie Redgate. What's your playbook? Oh, uh, The Crooked. It's been a few weeks. And Sean. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, no, wait. I play uh, Angus McRae, the monstrous. That's staying in. And returning again is our special guest star, Rosie. Hey everybody, I'm Rosie, aka Rosenbagger. I play Mickey Adams on Untitled Dice Games Monster of the Week, and today I am continuing to play Jax on this podcast. And his playbook is? My playbook is The Initiate. Do you want the shameless plug or you don't want the shameless plug there, Sean? Oh, I forgot. Uh, speaking of shameless plugs, follow me on Twitter at Rosenbagger underscore UDG. Yeah, you can't mess with tradition, man. When last we met, Dr. Bloomfield shared the secret whisperings of the algae with Jackson to spread, consume, and kill. Thanks to some smart talking and passable roles, the group evaded the lanky arm of the law and regrouped back at the Watchtower Tavern. Armed with weed killer, Angus, Murray, and Jackson borrowed Meadow's shaggin' wagon and headed for the foothills to the south of Hendrix. Someone, or something, snatched Marie. Jackson used magic and weed killer to create a temporary sanctuary, and Angus's exposed legs suffered for his safety. All right, so we're going to pick up with Marie. Always fun. You hear a familiar voice whisper into your ear. Um, sorry about this, but I need your help. Please come with me. And you recognize the voice as that of Tomato Bloomfield. Oh, good. Someone we definitely didn't piss off earlier. I assume he's dragging me somewhere. I'll just go with him. Yep, so you do not put up a fight. Nah. You're surprised to see that he is dragging you through the algae, unaccosted, along a path that leads further into the forest towards the mountain. The trees clear up ahead, and there's a small clearing and a small makeshift building. As he releases you from his grasp, he says to you, I, listen, I really need your help. There's something very wrong with my mother. And you've seen the algae. She's in there. I need you to talk her down. Is she, talk her down? Is she like about to, this building doesn't look very tall. Like talk her down from what? Um, I don't know. Something about the algae must live. People must die. Basically, once she got fired, she started wandering around the forest, and I followed her one day, and she set up a makeshift lab. Any points at the building? Cool. So, like, the way you make it sound, she sounds rather, maybe, dangerous. It, should, should I be armed? What, what do you mean by take, take, talk her down? Like, take her down? What do you want me to do here? I don't want you to kill my mother. Okay, that's a last resort. But it's an option. Okay. Yeah, I'll walk towards the lab. Tomato keeps pace with you. As you get closer, you hear the murmurings of Dr. Bloomfield cooing and talking to presumably the algae, just like their little babies. He really couldn't have picked a worse person to do this. Would you like to read a bad situation? Yes, please. Okay, read a bad situation. <gasps> That's a 13. I did it. All right, so that is hold three. What three questions would you like to ask or hold? Uh, um, I'm outside the building. Do I see the doctor? You can hear her. And there's algae all uh, algae around the building. Is it like? Oh yeah, yeah. There seems to be a clear path from the door in the direction that you had just been taken from. Okay. Are there any dangers that haven't been noticed? Yes. <laughs> That's helpful. Go on. <laughs> I'll hold the other two for now. Just walk along that clear path and into the building, if I can. Like I just said, it's a very makeshift building. The door opens at your touch. Tomato peeks in over your shoulder. And you see algae all over the walls, all over the counters, the furniture and everything even swirling around the body of Dr. Bloomfield as she stands in the center of the room. Uh, excuse me, um, Dr. Uh, Bloom person, do you, have a, do you have a minute to talk? 
she turns around to face you and you see that her eyes have gone this eerie green that seems to be the same shade as the algae. And she says, I remember you. You were in my house. Have you come to be one with nature? That was not my intention. Um, could you elaborate on what exactly that, that means? You will become one with my babies. Mm, I see. And um, is this like an invitation for everyone or? She tilts her head to the side and she says, perhaps. Okay. And well, becoming one with it, like what, like, do we have like seances under the moonlight with like no shirts on? What, what do you mean? No. What are you, crazy? No, you will merge with my children and she lifts a hand as a small wave of algae comes towards you is it threatening like is (laughs) is that one of your holds (laughs) i mean that's just more like can i insight check the algae i sure want to know it's intent i'm pretty sure you gather it's intent (laughs) from what you've been told you know what about um a t- tomato, your your other baby, like is he gonna merge with you, your other these many other babies? Can I like sidestep the incoming wave? Okay, you sidestep, and the wave just washes straight for tomato. Oh, well, knocking him off his feet, and the door slams shut behind him as well. You were now trapped in this room. You see Tomato's arm in the air. He looks like a man drowning as he's gasping for breath and inhaling algae. And eventually he slips down beneath the algae and you are no longer able to see him. Well, that answers that question. Um, shit. (laughs) Angus and Jackson, you two are trapped within a, a dome of safety surrounded by algae that is washed over the dome and the, the van that is also in there with you. What do you guys do? Ah, how long can you hold it for? Judging by my tank, and I like shake the tank a little bit. I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes tops. We can get us out of here. Uh, we can try. I think perhaps taking a van might be the best option. At least then the algae won't touch us. I wonder, do you think we could co- just cover the van in, in this stuff? Do I need to, like, walk out in front of the van? Do you think we'll be able to push our way through? Like, I don't think that well, it's like sunblock. I'm not sure it'll work, but we can give it a try. At the moment, we don't have many options. What do you think, Marie? 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 Shortcake, where you at? Oh, great. Where did she get to now? Well, she's not with us. She's being consumed by this algae. Uh... I don't think we have enough time to look. We'll just have to, we'll just have to worry about it later. Uh, if anything, she's been washed away by now. Well, I can't just leave her out here. Well, I tell you what. Take this and get on top of the van. It's the only thing kind of protecting us right now. I'll try to drive us through. And I hand you the, uh, the spray. All right. We need to look for Marie as well. We can't leave her here. If she's still here, it's too late. And I close the door behind me as I get in the van. And when I get in the van, uh, Angus doesn't see this because imagine he's climbing up on top. But uh, I'm using my last hold for fortunes, and I happen to have a useful object ready. And that object is Marie and I used to send Snapchats all the time. And Marie still has her location settings on. And I just pull that up. Does she? That's what makes it useful. Okay. She still shows me where she's at. You're really dumb crooked there. Marie, if you leave your your GPS turned on. So you quickly scroll through your apps looking for the Snapchat one, uh, look it up, and you see Marie is further into the forest south of where you currently are, further than you were just before. So she has moved. I, at a safe speed, uh, which is as fast as I can possibly go, head in that direction. Okay, so Angus, what do you do? Do you hop up? Follow with the plan, I climb on top of the van and uh, using one hand, probably my left hand because that's my off hand, I grab hold of the van by shoving the fingers into the metal because I'm monstrously strong and uh, hold on with that hand 
while uh, spraying forward with the sprayer nozzle thing. The other hand is something away. Oh, yeah. Long. Wait, what? <laughs> so Angus is uh, holding on, but he expects the van to reverse, and instead the tires start squealing and you propel forward through this wall of algae. Mm-hmm. And I have the windshield wipers on. Of course. Jackson, where are we going? I can't hear you because I'm inside the car. I know. Let's get the windows up. And um, just for shits and gigs, I have I have yellow submarine playing through the stereo. Uh, that's one of uh, Meadow's like few eight tracks that she has in the uh, in the van. And I thought it would be an opportune moment since we are technically under you know we're under this algae, like driving underwater in a yellow school bus. So, and it's also one of the few non Hendrix eight tracks you've got there. Give me an act under pressure as you're attempting to navigate your way blind through this forest in a van with a rather large fictional Scottish man on top. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's cool. It may not be a refrigerator, but I keep it pretty cool with a nine. Hmm, mixed success. How tight's your grip there, Angus? You can either tap into your magical abilities to try and maneuver your way blind through this, but it will cost you one harm. Or you can smash into a tree and probably lose your passenger. Well, there was that one time in high school, Jax told Marie that he would die for her. So I'll take the harm. You would. Eyes change colors to be fully black, and you tap into your magical abilities and manage to maneuver around the trees that are in the way as you get closer and closer to Marie's location. More blood, however, spurts out of your chest tattoo. Marie, tomato's just gone down. What do you do? Fuck, man. I don't know. Um. Does it look like she's going to send another um, wave of bat at me? Well, she's starting to lift another hand. Mm, Can I uh, grab my stone and summon Steve? Sure, use magic. Fuck, I have to roll for that. That's right. That is an eight, which is a mixed success. I love mixed successes. Better than a failure. (laughs) Okay, so Steve appears in a little burst of sulfuric smoke. Everything in this room seems to slow down. Hey, boss! Ah! Looks like you're in a bit of a pickle! Sure am, Steve. Um, this algae doesn't like fire. I seem to remember you can do fire. Can can you do some fire on this algae? Fire? Yes, I can do fire! A glitch. So you see Steve's lies kind of fled to life as he, you know, it's fire. He looks really excited by this. Mm-hmm. And he just jumps up and down with sparks and little streams of fire shooting from his fingertips. And just immediate ball of flame just erupts everywhere, engulfing everything in this room, including yourself. You take one harm. But a lot of the algae is burned away. Oh, fuck. And you're able to see most of Tomato lying prone on the ground. And Dr. Bloomfield across from you is standing there with what's left of her hair kind of blasted back behind her. And no eyebrows. She looks pissed. How can you tell she looks pissed if she doesn't have any eyebrows? That's a fair point. I'm I'm pretty sure you can imagine that. She takes a step towards you, and Steve goes, All right, boss! See you later! Oh, no, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I still wanted you here. Shit. Uh, can, can I see what my best way out is? Use one of my holds. Your best way out is run out of a door or the window behind her. Hmm. 
Tomato, however, is slumped back across the door, so and it opens inwards, of course. Fucking tomato. You're gonna have to rub Steve's rock again if you want him to come. Slowly. <laughs> um mm. Does it look like she took harm? Like maybe a lot of harm from that? And Oh, she did take harm, but it's kind of hard to tell with a crazy human lady that seems to have algae, or she's no longer really covered in algae, but some of the algae that survived is quickly making its way back towards Hmm. You know, I seem to remember I had a, a pistol. You said you had all your weapons on you because you had really big pockets. Yeah, I don't have the pistol selected anymore. I'm very confused. That might be the weapon you lost. When? <laughs> when did this happen? When the algae vines wrapped around your legs and hauled you towards the the river, but I thought it was a knife. Can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I would have written that down. You take notes. I do, but not good ones, apparently, because I didn't write that down. But I feel like it was the knife, because I, I had to, like, do something stupid with it to get Angus out, right? Or maybe you lost the pistol before you were grabbed by Tomato. I cannot recall. Sorry. Fuck it. It wasn't, it wasn't selected. Um, hunting rifle. I guess I'm using that. Where the hell did you put that? I got cargo pants, man. I don't know. It's, it's pockets. <laughs> okay, so you whip out your hunting rifle. I take it you're aiming for Dr. Bloomfield? Yes, please. Kick some ass if you intend to harm. Yes. There's so many buttons to press. A five. That is a miss. Of course, when it freaking matters. Okay, so you whip out your hunting rifle and you see that the small amount of algae that she has managed to return to her is lunging towards you. You fire really quickly, completely miss, get the window that you were was one of your escape routes. That's fine. And are smacked in the face by this ball of algae. I need you to roll a weird roll for me, please, as you swallow some. Oh, this is less fine. Um. Oh my goodness. That's an eight, which is a mixed success. You start to hear whispering. Fuck. The words consume, spread, and kill assault your psyche. It takes you a moment, but you're able to shake your head and clear these invaders from your mind. However, you will take minus one for any role you used against the algae ongoing. Oh, does Dr. Bloom whatever count as algae? Algae? Yes. But, but she's this person, right? It's not technically algae. She steps towards you. Can I run around her and try to jump through the window? Sure, give me an act under pressure. <laughs> and then we'll return to the guys. Yeah, not what I expected. It's a six, which is another failure. Is another failure. You're terrible at this game. You try to move, but you look down and see that you are being held in place around your ankles, uh, Tomato's hands, as he grabs hold of you and yanks your feet out from underneath you, and you fall face first onto the ground. Fucking goddamn it, Jax Angus. You guys are hurtling through the algae in the forest. Algae's flying everywhere. Angus is frantically spraying the weed killer. And Jax, you have a sense that up ahead, almost mere yards in front of you, is Marie. I slam on the brakes and get out of my van and brandish my sword. Hold on, it's your van? When, when was this your van? I'm sorry, it was your van? Yes. I claimed it first. Hmm. Isn't that Meadows' van? Nah, it's, it's Marie's van. They spelt it wrong. Hmm. Right, 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 right. All right, Fred and Daphne. Angus, can you give me an act under pressure roll to see if you managed to hold on? As the brakes are suddenly slammed on? I rolled a 10. 
You managed to hold on to the van, although Meadow might wonder about the gouge marks you've left in there. And you see Jackson jump out of the van brandishing a sword with a, a little charm dangling off the end. What do you do? Jackson, what's going on? Where are we? I'm not sure where we are, but Marie's here. Angus jumps down off the uh, roof of the van, kind of tosses the, uh, the uh, damn it, the, the thing. The spray bottle? Thank you. Toss that down next to the van. Yeah, the spray pack. The, the thingy, the thingy. And how do you know that? And I just pull up the, my phone and like show him Bree's little emoticon that she's made that shows up on the map, and it's like right where we're at. Uh, so you see mine, too. Oh, the snapgram. Such sorcery. So she's in here, then? Supposedly. Let's go retrieve her. Uh, before we go, I, I feel like we're pretty much overwhelmed earlier. Uh, I want to make sure that either a little bit more protection or a little bit more firepower this time. And I am going to perform use magic. That's all right. Yeah, what are you using it for? So I'll try to summon a creature. Sure, what kind? Obviously, as we know in this world, there are all sorts of manners of monsters. And one of the uh, more useful ones to the, uh, the vampire sect is a gargantuan uh, snail. Now, not only are these snails great for getting things like lime, which, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of dead, having a lot of lime is great for whatever you use lime for. Another fun fact about snails is that they'll eat algae. Okay. Right. Give me that roll. All right, let's see it. Also, the vampire sect, it consistently conjures giant snails. Not that we conjure them, we just like have a few on standby uh, that we use. Like we, we kind of farm them. Giant snails. It's canon now. I mean, I'm good with it. Matching the escargot. It's a nine. It's a mixed success. What glitch do you want there, or you leave it up to me? Wait, no, I choose the effect and the glitch. The keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. Wait, that makes no sense. You pick the glitch. I tell you how it glitches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the effect is of short duration. Okay. What does it look like when you're using this magic? So once again, I sit down, cross leg, and my eyes just turn black, and uh, the blood just starts oozing from the tattoos on my skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly as you said, a giant snail creature appears in front of you. It's almost the size of Angus. That's a big freaking snail. That's why they call it the gargantuan snail. That's fair. It looks to you as it turns its little eye stalks in your direction, waiting for orders. And with eyes still black, I say, consume. It whips its head around this way and that to see what it can consume. And it turns to slither out of the dome of safety and starts munching away on the algae. Taking big chomps, but you can still tell this will take a while, and you have no idea how long you have this creature for. Now what? That's all I can think of for now. It starts munching a path forwards, and you begin to see an actual path in the forest emerge, and further ahead, you see a makeshift building. I follow behind the snail. Yo, I'm going to say that while the whole time the snail is here, I am still, like, eyes are black. Like, still slowly bleeding. My connection with it is just guiding towards this cabin as it eats. Mm-hmm. Angus is falling behind, just giving uh, Jackson just kind of a dark look while he does his dirty magic. The snail leads you up to the door, and you see there's a, a perimeter around the building that seems to be a little scorched the rift of algae and the snail turns around and starts sliding around the perimeter chomping up as it goes leaving the two of you alone at the door you also smell smoke coming from inside there appears to be a scorched section of perimeter around this building it's bereft of algae and vegetation 
I wonder what happened here. I smell smoke. I just touch the door. I say, no, that's shortcake for you. She always was a fiery one. And I push the door open. Okay, uh, you push the door a little bit, but then it seems to hit something with uh, a, a bit of a soft thud. It's stuck. And I gesture towards Angus to do something. Why? Angus kind of marks forward and opens the door. Okay, you give it a, a huge shove, and whatever is behind that door slides out of the way. The door opens, and inside you see a rather burnt and disheveled-looking Dr. Bloomfield in the middle of the room, who is reaching for Marie, who is lying on her front, on the ground, and you see the crumpled-up tomato is kind of latched onto her ankles and is kind of curled up around her, whimpering. Zero hesitation. I move towards her and slash her with my sword. Be specific now. Now, by who do you mean, Dr. Bloomfield or Marie? Dr. Bloomfield. Okay, if you intend to harm, kick some ass. While he's doing that, I'm going to grab um, Tomato by the wrist that he's got Marie by and just kind of yank him off and kind of give him a toss to the side. Okay. What's the result there, Jax? It's a five. That's a failure. So what were you using? The sword. Mm-hmm. She sees you coming, lifts up her hand and flings algae right into your face, knocking you backwards onto your ass. I need you to give me a weird roll. A nine. Bangus, you're able to grab hold of Tomato by the wrist and you go to yank him away, but he is surprisingly strong and stuck fast. Let go of her, you fool. His head turns almost a full 180 and looks up at you, and you see algae spilling forth from his mouth and his nostrils, his eyes green, and he says, No, and launches himself at you, which I guess does let her go, but yeah, not in the way you were expecting. I'm going to catch him as he launches himself towards me, the hand on his shoulder, hand at his belt. And uh, just toss him over my back. Toss him backwards using his momentum to pull him forward and out the door that's already open. You give me an act under pressure. And while you're doing that, Jax, you hear the voices in your head again. The ones telling you to spread, consume, and kill. You find them very convincing as you remain on your butt listening to them for a moment. Angus, what did you roll? I rolled an eight, which is a mixed success. You do manage to grab hold of him, as you say, and you use his momentum to toss him, but unfortunately you toss him straight into Jackson and the two go down in a heap of limbs. That's fair. I grab Marie, and since she's petite, I hoist her up by her the back of her pants. She's wearing pants, right? And uh, Well, you hope so. Well. Yeah, the cargo pants. That's true, cargo pants. Just kind of pick her up by that and uh, kind of turn tail and jog out. The door is closed. No, it's not. I opened it. In fact, there is algae standing in front of the door, and it seems to be in a shape resembling a person. Can I ask this person? Well, it's more algae than anything. It's not until it speaks that you realize who it is. I, I don't think you can leave. I didn't say you could leave. You can't take her. She hurt my babies. And for that, she must pay. I don't think so. I don't care what you think. Can can I use Steve? Use magic as you reach for Steve again. Come on, Steve. I'm going to set Marie down and shift into my big wolf man form. Okay, Angus, as you do that, I have added to your curse. In your character sheet where it says what you can shift in underneath is now um, something you must do whenever you shift. You're a terrible person. I know. Now you got to rub Steve Stone too. (laughs) Can you please tell us what you have to do now, Angus, if you wish to shift into any form? I must uh, roll to act under pressure, which I did, and I rolled a nine. 
I'll come back to you in a moment. As Marie has uh, managed to grab hold of her Steve Stone, there is a puff of sulfuric smoke again, and Steve appears in a different sweater vest this time, actually. It's almost like he's changed since the last time you saw him, just like a minute ago. Everything in the room seems to slow down, and uh, Steve says, Hey, boss! Yeah, and oh, same place! Yeah, Steve, um, this, um, we're not doing too good. Can can you, like, keep the time slowed down, but not for that guy and, um, the, the wolf thing? And he quickly looks at the two men you indicate, and he kind of shies away a little bit from Jackson, and he says, Uh, only the big guy! I don't like the other one. You know, Steve, I don't want to be mean, but, you know, I think you said something like, you know, I, I'm your master now or something like that. So, like, could you just do it? Mm, two minutes. That's fine. Okay. And he just kind of stands there with his arms folded and his feet tapping. Angus and Jackson, you see that time seems to have slowed around you. And standing next to Marie is a little red imp, about three foot tall. Okay, there's no time to explain. We are either leaving or we're hitting things. Which are we doing? I'm not feeling super great. I'm just going to put that out there. Jack stands up and you see him just kind of twirl his sword a bit and get a ready stance to fight. Steve kind of steps back and around behind Marie's legs and he keeps peering out behind them. Peeking at Jackson. Is Jax facing Steve or is he like facing somewhere else? But but who is being threatened here? So you see Jax's eyes go dark once again as I use magic. Wow. Yeah, sure. You roll that and in a moment you can tell me what it is you're trying to do and we'll deal with Angus. Angus, what were you trying to change into? Uh, my full werewolf form. He rolled a nine, by the way, audience. You go to shift, and it feels a little more difficult than it usually does. Usually it's something you can just slip in and out of. But you you try to shift into werewolf, but instead end up in your direwolf form. So basically you go for not the one you asked for on a mixed success. Jack. That's really cool that you have different forms. When it works. <laughs> And you also notice the little red guy hiding behind Marie's legs and everything else going slowly around you. Well, I was quite fixated on attacking, or at least going at, the poison ivy over there. So just going to lunge at her and uh, just kind of bodily slam her basically back and then through the door. Okay, yep. We'll say you can act under pressure with a, a plus one. She is slowed. For fuck's sake. Uh, eight. It's a mixed success. So a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So the worst outcome is that she manages to slowly drop her shoulder and you just go sailing right past her outside. That was the worst outcome? Yeah, that was the worst outcome. You can knock her out there, but she is going to have just enough time to inflict some damage on you. Price to pay. Isn't there a third one? I don't have to give you all of them. I can just give you one. Um, do I get the cheese? Yes. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, turn out the door. Through the door, essentially. Okay. So, as I said, you lunge for her, but you misjudge based on the fact you thought you were in werewolf form, realize at the last moment you're in full direwolf form, misjudge completely. She's got just enough time to lower a shoulder, even though time is moving slowly for her, and you go sailing out the door, um, skidding to a halt on the ground, just on the crest of more algae. Jackson, you wanted to do some magic. Jackson will say, well... I guess since I have the time, let me try this out. And he sits down onto the floor and 
you know, his eyes start turning black again. The uh, the ink from his tattoos starts to bleed out uh, through his shirt. And he's just sitting there and chanting uh, for a bit. Okay, so you're going to use magic? Correct. And that's an 11. Awesome. Well, uh, even though it says success, it's still going to take you a while because it takes a while to, I assume, summon a creature. A little bit of time. Okay, so Marie, what are you doing? Just a quick question. Why does Jax wear such like nice clothing if he's just constantly bleeding? Doesn't seem wise. Because when you suffer so much pain, you have to look good to feel good. Wow. I don't remember what Marie's doing. Uh, Marie had summoned Steve and asked him to slow things down. So Steve is currently hiding behind your legs. What are you going to do? I would like to hit something. I'm assuming I was trying to hit the um, doctor person. You can run up and try and hit Dr. Bloomfield, which is somewhat covered in algae at the moment. How are you going to hit her? What's your weapon of choice? Ooh, I don't want to touch her. How, how big's the space? Could I use my hunting rifle? You could probably back up. Yeah, but isn't there a tomato behind me? <laughs> See, somewhere. All right, I'll, I'll back up and pull out my hunting rifle. Sure, sure. Give me an act under pressure for that as you have to maneuver your way out of the way, grab your hunting rifle, line it up, sight it, fire, go for it. What the hell? This is a 14. I don't get these. Well, apparently you are today. Okay, so what kind of damage do you do on that as you're able to jump back with Steve at your heels, whip out your hunting rifle and fire off a shot at Dr. Bloomfield? Uh, that's too harm. You see her kind of flinch backwards in slow motion as she takes the hit, as she is still standing. Angus, you're outside. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm running like the cusp of the algae, is that right, if I remember correctly? Landed right on the cusp. Yep, yep, you're just outside the door. It's encroaching on you. Everything's happening inside. I'm going to charge at uh, Lady Poison Ivy and just kind of throw my massive body into her to try and just knock her down uh, into the house. So that'll probably be another act under pressure since you don't seem to be inflicting harm or intending to inflict harm. Sean, that is a doctor poison ivy to you. Worked hard for that degree. Did she, though? Oh, I'm assuming. What was the result there, Sean? It was a seven. It was mixed success. Yeah, this is how you got out of the hut in the first place. Seems fitting. You end up sailing through the door but end up sailing over Dr. Bloomfield's shoulder, and you instead collide with her son, who is now part algae creature at this point, and the two of you go down in a tangle of animal and vegetable limbs. Jackson's still in the middle of chanting, in the middle of the battlefield. Murray, what are you doing? Where Angus left off, he's not, like, in the way, is he? If I wanted to pew-pew at the doctor lady again? Would you even care? Depends. Do you want to act under pressure again? And if you roll bad, he's in the way. Did I roll another 14? I don't know. How, how's Steve doing? Is he, is he just chilling? Still hiding behind your legs. Okay. Keeping a weary eye on Jackson, who's sitting cross-legged not too far away. Does Dr. Bloomfield seem to be unnerved by Jackson sitting there? I think maybe he's going to try to make a move on him. Yeah, I think she might go for him since he's made himself, you know, look like an attractive uh, victim. And I mean, you have no idea what magic and algae could achieve. But of course, she's slowly advancing upon him. Could I use my turn to um, protect? You wish to protect? You can certainly protect someone. I wish to protect the sitting man. Awesome, roll for that. You're going to need to elaborate. Uh, roll a tough. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I'm good at tough, but I was looking at sharp. <laughs> I'm okay at tough. That's a seven, which is a mixed success. Ooh. So you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Let's see. So how are you attempting to protect them? What is it? What's your action? Do we really need to be bogged down with the details of this? Yes, because it helps me decide on how this is going to fuck you over. At least you're honest. Um, I think less like body block and more shoot anything that gets close to him. 
except for Angus, maybe? You probably should just have sort of shot at her, but okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I was uncertain. <laughs> Do you want to act under pressure instead, then? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll roll again. That's cool. That's a nine, which is still a mixed success. Yay. Okay, so you pull up your hunting rifle again and you go to fire. You can either accidentally fire at a can of gasoline, which could start a fire, or you could have a misfire injure yourself, which would also take your weapon out of action. Which would you like to do? I'm already down one gun. I don't want to be down two guns. So we'll movie magic and blow up the gasoline. Okay, you accidentally blow up the gasoline, which is right next to Jackson. Maybe I should have clarified that at the beginning. (laughs) I think you should. Too late. So now uh, there is fire near Jackson, which seems to have attracted the attention of all of the algae, and they start to very slowly and slow motion start to shuffle away. So you have saved Jackson from one danger. You've just put another danger in front of him. Sean, Angus needs to roll weird, please, as you are stuck to Tomato, who has wrapped his arms around you and is encouraging you to inhale the algae. I rolled it. You sniff and snort and sneeze. Sorry, tell me what the result is. Wait your turn. I rolled a 10, which is a success. You sniff and snort and sneeze, and it's very cute because, I mean, it's a little wolfie with a little tickle up his nostrils. But you are able to stand your ground against the invading algae. Jackson, it's getting a bit warm in here. What is it you've summoned? I've summoned a creature that would be suited towards uh, dealing with this algae, knowing that you know the weed killer and fire are its weaknesses. I have summoned... Weed killer monster? The fire fox. Ooh. So there's already fire now. Yeah, there's already fire. Right next to you, in fact. The firefox... Uh, let me see if I can work on some sort of alliteration the firefox flew forward from from the flames from the flames thank you celeste okay so a firefox has been summoned it leaps out of the flames that marie has so helpfully provided no the firefox flew forward from the flickering flames can can we have a redo of that performance jeez (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot we were still recording wow um yeah, and it comes out and just kind of uses the fire that is already established and spreads it all amongst the algae. Okay, so it flings the fire all around the algae around the room and presumably out the door. I'll let that happen. Yeah. You've still got Dr. Bloomfield and Tomato within the hut with you in the middle of a fire as this is all going down. It would seem so. And it's all moving in slow motion. The fire wasn't there when the slow motion was put into place. The fire, you guys are moving at normal speed. Dr. Bloomfield and Tomato are moving at slower speed. Firefox is moving at normal speed. Yes. Okay. As you've summoned the creature, caused fire to spread, Marie, the flames are everywhere. What are you doing? Okay. How is Dr. Plants looking? Slow. Um, near the door, but still in the middle of the hut, Tomato has attached himself to Direwolf Angus. How are they looking, like, health-wise? I don't know. Are you a cleric? I wish. She did a terrible job at that, too. I mean, come on. Hey, hey. We did establish the mental health of the old lady being not that great. Oh, now she's an old lady? She's a doctor. Give her some respect. Was she not also older? Yeah, she's in a, she's middle-aged. Well, okay, middle-aged. That's not quite older lady. It's not too bad, right, Sean? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Marie pulls out a third gun. Okay, just an update. Marie is the most injured at the moment out of your group. I am absolutely good with that. I wonder why. If I shoot Tomato Tomato Man, would that help get Angus off of him? It's generally easier to move a dead body. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, Angus would know all about that. Act under pressure if that's what you're going to do. Oh, no. <laughs> what was the result? I didn't see it. It's a 10. See, everything's fine. Okay. So you do exactly what you set out to do, which is to shoot tomato where exactly? The face. He doesn't have a face anymore. Just, just algae. What part is most adhered to the wolf? He's kind of wrapped his arms around the wolf, so it might be easier to maybe just shoot him in the back. Yeah, maybe like one of like the shoulder points. Sure, sure. Blast his shoulder off. Okay, so you blast his shoulder off, and his arm just kind of hangs limply there, um, and you're able to free Angus from the algae clutches of tomato. Angus, uh, you're able to wiggle free. What do you do now? Angus kind of shakes off in a dog-like fashion, quickly pads away from the algae creature, and kind of takes in the fire that is spread all over this cabin. And what's-her-face is still between us and the door, is that right? Yeah, yeah, in the fire. Uh, trying to body slam her into the fire. Ooh, act under pressure. Or, if you want, kick some ass and hope you roll high enough to do the move-them-where-you-want-them routine, which you've managed to do before. So would I roll weird for that, then, given the monstrous or the unholy strength? If you're kicking some ass, then yes. Be a seven, which would be a total success. That's a lie. Can't just lie like that on the internet. That was a seven. A mixed success. So you are able to lunge forward, body slam her into the fire, but she also manages to do some damage to you. She will try to suffocate you with her algae. So actually, I'll get you to roll something else. I need you to act under pressure, which is a call. As she staggers back slowly, but her algae starts to surround you. Oh my god. What was the result there, Sean? Uh, it would be a three. That would be a failure, period. Do you wish to take that experience, or would you like to spend some luck? I'll take the experience. What could happen? Okay, you are engulfed in the algae. Jackson, much like had happened to you earlier on while you were still outside and that tsunami of algae just rolled over you, it seems that your direwolf friend is now in the same predicament. You're not going to like what I'm thinking. I'm going to command the Firefox to put its flame on the algae that is engulfing Angus. Okay. Uh, and see if perhaps like getting near it would make it go away to where Angus can try to get control again. Do I need to roll for my internet browser? I'm just trying to decide what you would roll. I feel like that's protect someone or an act under pressure. It's one of the two. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was act under pressure or use magic, but we'll go with act under pressure. Hey, it's a 10. So you command the Firefox to swave the algae of Dr. Bloomfield, which is engulfing Angus with fire. Dr. Bloomfield is screaming. She's flailing around. She's staggered back into the fire behind her by the door. And you watch as the algae starts to burn away and flecks of ash and cinders fly off and as this happens Angus is given enough room to jump away out of the fire further into the hut and you all watch as Dr. Bloomfield is consumed by the fire. Her screams of agony ring out in long, low, slow tones until her life is finally snuffed out. See you later, algae gator. That was fucking brutal. <laughs> Barbecued her. Marie, Steve kind of tugs on your trousers or cargo pants, says, Uh, time's up, boss. I'm gonna go now, okay? Sure, Steve. I don't blame you for leaving. You owe me two minutes. Poof. Another burst of sulfur as he disappears. Time resumes. And you hear a thump behind you as Tomato drops to the ground. 
The fire continues to rage. Angus gives a quite audible woof and kind of motions towards the door with his head. Could could you elaborate on that woof and what it would sound like? <laughs> Difficult there, bud. It is, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. No, after you, I insist. No, 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 ladies first. It, it would be impolite for me to go first, please. Jackson will walk up behind and shove both of them through the door. Through the fiery door, leaving Tomato behind in the hut. Sure, give me a protect someone. Oh, I'm sure this will go fine. Uh, is anybody helping out? Absolutely. I don't think they can help out on a five. I mean, they are trying to convince each other. I guess do, they, you know, they should do manipulate role to convince each other to go through when I push them. <laughs> there's, a, there's a way for this to not turn out the way it just turned out. <laughs> Yeah, using luck. <laughs> uh, I will use luck. Sure, that's the second time you've used luck this mystery. Woohoo! The uh, my initiate group is not going to enjoy this. No, they won't be happy. But you do manage to shove the two arguing people through that flaming doorway. Just a point: is Marie arguing with a dog? I think so. Yeah, isn't he still in dire world? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes it better. So back to the narrative. So after Jackson pushes these two through the through the flaming door, he he kind of you know takes a few more steps to get him away, and as he's pushing him away, he just collapses down onto the ground. The Firefox is no longer there; it just vanishes. His eyes, no longer black, have rolled into the back of his head and and are now white. And this 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 blood just bleeds out, and his shirt is just completely soaked through. Does the algae fuck off when the doctor's dead? The algae just seems to wither and flake away. But Jax has collapsed onto the ground. Angles kind of looks towards uh, Jackson, kind of raises his lips and kind of growls towards the blood and what he can obviously smell, and then looks back at Marie. Angus, I don't, I don't know what that means, but we got to get Jax to somewhere, someone who has medical knowledge. I'll try to pick him up and drag him to the van. Angus gives another soft growl when Marie goes to Jackson. Yeah, you might need help. Jax is still bigger than you, and you're still a petite little shortcake. You know, Angus, you're a big strong man. Why don't you give me a hand, please? Wouldn't it be more apt to say a paw? Angus tilts his head and corks an ear. Look at Marie. Dumbfounded. as an enormous dog. But he'll finally, he'll pat over to Jackson, kind of avoiding the village of blood as best he can. Or if he can't walk around it, he'll simply leap over it. And he'll just roll to Jackson's pant leg and just start pulling him towards the van. Roll to act under pressure so he doesn't lose his pants. No, I'm just kidding. Between the two of you, you're able to haul him back towards the van. Where are my clothes? <laughs> oh, yeah. When did you change again? When you're in the, in the cabin. So they're in the cabin and on fire. All right, Marie. Marie's driving this van back to town. You wonder how the fuck someone drove this van through this forest. So it takes you a while to very carefully maneuver it in the winding path it had created, you managed to return to town and pull up in the car park, the watchtower there. All right, because the hospital was in, what was it, Joplin? All right. Okay, Angus, um, can you be like a smaller dog, like like a normal-sized dog? Is that is that possible? Angus just stares at Marie. Cool. I don't know how that works. Help me bring him inside. I guess. I'll hold the doors open while he does all the work. As usual. Angus grabs uh, Jackson again by the pant leg, steps carefully out the door backwards, backs out of the van, Mm -hmm. and just begins dragging him. Jackson's head thumps down onto the concrete as you drag him along behind you with a trail of blood following. We're very low profile. I don't even remember what time of day it is. Oh, clearly the middle of the night, so no one can see this. Sure. 
Meadow, having heard a kerfuffle coming from downstairs, or at least some thunking, Meadow appears. She has a tiny little robe wrapped around her, and hair's like wild, just a errant flower or two still in there. And she says, What, um, what happened? Long story, just, um, uh, do you have that first aid kit? Oh. She says as she catches sight of Angus dragging Jackson in by his pants leg. Oh, and she quickly runs behind the bar, grabs the first aid kit, tosses it to Marie and drops down to her knees and places her own hand over the bleeding tattoo on Jax's body and she concentrates for a moment. While she's doing that, I'll, I'll like put band-aids, I don't know, how does one first aid? If you're the one who's putting band-aids on after Meadow is starting to work on my tattoo, you would be doing more second aid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a slight glow emanating from under Meadow's hand, which is something you can see a bit better because the lights aren't on. And Angus, the last time you saw this, the lights were on in this bar and you weren't able to see this glow. But there is a glow emanating from the palm of her hand and she sits back on her heels after a moment and she sighs and she says, Yeah, he's stable, but I'm going to need to sleep now. And she promptly collapses next to him on the floor. Angus just chuffs at the scene before him. I'm going to scamper up to uh, our room and attempt to change back to uh, my human form. Okay, act under pressure. I'm getting a hold on. Oh my great goodness. <laughs> a three, a failure. Try as hard as you might, you are unable to transform. <sighs> Angus just pads back downstairs and just sits at the foot of the stairs, just watching the mayhem before him. Okay. Night continues on. You've patched up Jackson. Meadow is asleep, quietly snoring on the floor. I guess Angus eventually nods off in his direwolf form. And Marie is just sitting there, looking on over Jackson and the rest. Anything you want to do, Marie? Oh my god, that sounds wrong. Mind you, Jax is unconscious. Unconscious is not consent. I'll probably just grab, like, a blanket or two. Just make sure everyone's comfy. Get get a drink. Okay. It's while you're getting a drink that Jackson rouses and comes to. I haven't said anything yet. I'm just I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. And we're back in my suite, right? Oh, no, you're on the floor in the bar. Yeah, we're, like, right by the door. <laughs> ah, so it's a Tuesday. But I have a nice warm blanket on me, right? Yes. So Jackson will uh, just kind of smile as he watches uh, Marie just kind of like you know, grab a drink and like get things like knowing like he, he has the assumption that she put the blanket here because like she's the only one that did that. And like he's kind of like thinking back to the times before he left and they're happy moments. Right. But like they're also you know, kind of eclipsed by this sadness, knowing that now that he's gotten so deep within the sect that despite everything, there's still a job that needs to be done. Marie, I guess you've finished pouring a drink and noticed that someone is awake. Oh, hey, um, good morning, I think. Uh, do, do you want a drink? You know what I like. Shrug and I give you a Cosmopolitan. Jack's chuckles a bit. <laughs> Remember when your aunt made these? It was quite a night. Your uh, your cousin almost lost his hand with those fireworks. I was always an idiot. Well, we all do stupid things sometimes, don't we? Just, I'll give him the, the long look. And when he says that, he just kind of like turns away, like looking looking to the side. So you uh, still want to take the uh, this rock thing? I'll take it out of the pocket. What exactly is it? They never really told me. Uh, it was Steve. He has a pretty sizable collection of sweater vests. You know, he's just 
he's he's a he's a pal. I look at Bree like straight in the eyes. Do you need it? It wouldn't hurt. It actually helped quite a bit today. I I reach out and I just kind of close her fingers around the rock and and push them away. My job won't be done, but if you think that it's going to protect you or help you in any way, as we've seen before, I won't always be there for you. Uh, that's for sure. I'll slip the rock back in the pocket. I give a little cough. Is there a, is there a hidden message in this cough? It's more of like a, like, clearly I'm not well cough. You know, now that you're awake, we should probably, like, get you upstairs, right? So you can sleep properly. I cough again, but, like, this time it's with a hint of laughter. Are you two going upstairs? Quite possibly. You always were so direct. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean, we won't follow them into the bedroom. Delicate sensibilities. Gotta say a proper goodbye, right? Oh my goodness, Celeste. <laughs> so you help him to his feet? Mm-hmm. And the two of you make your way upstairs. Sean, did you want to add a little comment there? Yes, when the talking began, Angus would have roused due to his keen canine senses. I was just staring at the two of them, listening as they chatted about that little ensemble. And just watched them go upstairs together, hand in hand, skipping up the stairs. Not really skipping, he's still a little injured. More like I'm being like helped up the stairs, like arm around like her shoulder. It's more like if anything's going to happen tonight, it's mostly going to be on Marie's part. <laughs> yeah, as you remember, Jack's lost a lot of blood tonight. They make a pill for that. Angus will watch them go upstairs, just kind of tilt his head, wait, and then just kind of pat up afterwards for uh, the other bedroom. Okay. All right, so Jackson, it's almost dawn when you get a text message. Phone's set to vibrate, obviously, so it doesn't disturb Marie, who is uh, still asleep. The message reads, extraction in 10 minutes. You have explaining to do. I look at my phone. And I see the text. The camera shows that the tattoos that I have are almost non-existent at this point. And I get up from the bed and I just kind of walk over to the to the balcony and look over the balcony as like the sun is rising up on the horizon Hendrix. I I know that this is something that cannot be avoided. I pack up my bags and I grab my little cigar case. As I walk downstairs, I walk past Meadow and then I turn back and I open up my cigar case and I just leave like a handful of them next to Meadow. A hand reaches out and slowly wraps around them and pulls them close to her. I uh, I leave my key on 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 the bar and walk out. You step outside the Watchtower Tavern and there is a black unmarked SUV waiting in the power parking lot for you. The door opens. Pull another cigar out of my case, light it up, and uh, take a big inhale, then a big exhale. And I pass my bags to the other initiate who has stepped out of the vehicle. Uh, who is now putting them in the back of the car as I step into the door and close it behind me. The engine starts, the SUV with you inside drives off towards the highway. Marie, you wake up alone in the honeymoon suite. What an asshole. Ugh. And I look around and like all his stuff's gone, right? Yep. All but a small note. Oh. You know, just kind of like propped up on the table. And what does this note say? Well, have you gone over to pick it up? I go over to pick up my Rita. What's it say? As far as they'll know, my job here is done. For now. There is a dot, dot, dot. I'll just fold that up and uh, tuck it into a, uh, a breast pocket and just, just skip downstairs. Okay, so you skip downstairs, Marie. You see Meadow is awake, dressed behind the bar. More new flowers in her hair. 
she's setting up, putting away some dishes while um, dancing to a random Hendrix song. When Joel comes bursting in through the front door, he's obviously been up for a while now, and he says, they found a body in the river, and we'll end it there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's not fair. That was great. Fantastic. A response from you, please, Sean? Oh, shit. Well, that was fun. A huge thanks to Rosie from Untitled Dice Game for being a guest on our podcast. You can hear their trailer after I've finished speaking. Look for us on Twitter at RedGatorWolf, all one word, and be sure to quote retweet. Then we'll add your name to a list, and maybe the next time I need a name for an NPC, I might use yours. No promises, though. For more information about us, go to our website, RedGatorWolf.com. And don't forget to hit the follow or notification button on your favorite podcasting app. Sean, Celeste, and I hope you continue to enjoy the morally questionable exploits of these chuckleheads and want you to know, thanks for listening. Howdy listeners, I'm Chris, the friendly neighborhood keeper from Untitled Dice Game, here to tell you about our actual play Monster of the Week podcast. It features a group of hunters with strange talents who've been recruited by a secretive government agency to fight monsters. Each week we release a new episode packed with improvised humor, horror, and enough bad decisions to derail a train. Find us at UntitledDiceGame.com or search us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Was it good for you?